Hi, and welcome to a very special episode of Mon the Workers, a podcast brought to you by the Scottish Trades Union Congress. This week, Green and I will be taking a step back from our usual presenter roles as we will be hearing from trans and LGBTQ plus activists on the topic of the Gender Recognition Act, or as you may know it, the GRA. The GRA is a law which sets out how trans people in the UK may legally change their sex and obtain a Gender Recognition Certificate, or a GRC. Although most applicants for legal recognition must provide evidence of a medical diagnosis of gender dysphoria, there is no requirement for them to have had gender reassignment surgery or hormone treatment. However, it's well documented that the process of obtaining a GRC has been bureaucratic, expensive, intrusive and humiliating for many trans people. The Scottish Government affirmed that the GRA would be an administrative change for trans people to self-identify. However, the debate has exploded. As consultations are delayed further, trans people rightly feel like their existence and ability to live freely should not be up for debate. Today, we will hear from trans and LGBT plus activists on why the GRA is important to them. But first, we're joined by Kirsty Reikley, who is the current chair of the STC LGBT plus committee. Kirsty is a passionate activist and has been chair of the STC LGBT plus committee since last year. Kirsty is a GMB member and works as a staff nurse in the NHS. In her free time, Kirsty spends time with her four dogs and has worked on her family tree for the last 30 years. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. You're very welcome. Okay, let's get into it. So ahead of the reform, what's the issue that needs to be solved? We're going to hear from Jenny, who is a member of Usdall Union and works in Glasgow. In this clip, Jenny is frustrated in the current system and how trans people are in a no-win situation. I've lived my entire adult life as a woman. I'm very fortunate in that I have passing privilege because I transitioned a long time ago, but I've never applied for a gender recognition certificate. The whole process is confusing, intimidating, and frankly, it's demeaning. Why do I need a paper trail going back several years? Why do I need to tell a bunch of strangers my medical history? Why do I need a doctor's note to confirm that I am who I say I am? And why is it even necessary when all my other documents were effectively changed by self-ID? It's one of those things that's always in the back of my mind because even though the whole world sees me as a woman, I'm not considered a woman in the eyes of the law. I don't have the same rights as my federal citizens. And what's to stop a future government from just, even if I did get it changed, from just declaring it void and stripping away my rights? And that's not even getting into the fact that the GICs in this uh, country have been run into the ground. Nobody can get an appointment. So all of the requirements for changing your gender have been taken away. So so many trans people are in this no-win situation. That was Jenny from Usdor. Hi, Kirsty. For those listening at home, can you give a brief outline of the GRA and why it's important for LGBT plus and trans siblings? The GRA is important for LGBT plus family and uh, obviously with trans siblings because it's about their rights. It's their right to identify with whom they are. It's about having the recognition that they exist and it's a huge huge thing so they go through that and then 
they're told, right, okay, what we want you to do is jump through all these hoops and fill in all these forms. And as you quite clearly said at the beginning, all the bureaucracy that goes with it is absolutely ridiculous just to be themselves. And it's not right. It's it's something that needs to be reassessed. It needs to be re-examined and... The government need to look at it. They need to, to look at it as a whole. That's why we're pushing for the reform of the Gender Recognition Act. We want just to make it easier for people to come forward and go through the process and have the same rights and respect as everybody else. Thanks for that, Kirsty. And just touching on what you said in there, when when it is so simple and it is such an easy thing that we're talking about, we're it's we're talking about a simple change that could potentially have far-reaching benefits for a lot of people particularly trans people what are some of the things that are that are coming up and the tensions that are starting to arise because of this and 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 why why is it coming forward why do people seem to seem to have a problem with this in particular do you think it's something that's slowly been working away in the background and it's it's certainly been a slow boil but it's an issue. It's an issue for the LGBT plus community because in Scotland we, for years, have had a really, really good record of being LGBT plus friendly, and it's rapidly becoming the opposite. It's always going to be something that is going to be controversial. They're always going to see it as controversial, and I think what's happened is they've taken certain aspects of the reforms that we're asking for honed in on a particular aspect of it and that seems to have snowballed and got bigger and so uh, I don't know how we're going to find a a happy medium I think we just have to keep pushing and uh, get the reforms put through and then deal with the aftermath I think it's it's something else that you know if if they're particular they're wanting that looked at later on then fine but um it's not going to go away. That's that's the thing. That's the sad thing at the moment. So I think we just focus on remaining positive and getting these reforms. And as I say, there's always going to be contention around any reforms, really, that you're asking for. Yeah, I think something that, that we found as well when we've been looking, coming up with questions for this episode and writing out the kind of little bits of information for it is that, Often a common criticism can be, oh, we need more consultation. And it's just to make the point that this the Scottish government have said repeatedly that this is the most consulted on piece of legislation that they have ever had. It's time that they that we just go on with it now. I think all the all the talking about it has been done and I think they just need to show a bit of action now. And certainly, I, I think the government, they, they, they're remaining positive that it will come up. They're hoping to get a date for it, as far as I'm aware. The support is there, particularly from the Harry Topper government and just Nicola Sturgeon has said repeatedly that, that she supports reforms. I have to say the government have been... Uh, quite positive. Obviously, their own report has came back to say, you know, let's just get on with this. It's, it's something that needs to be uh, moved on. And it's good. I mean, it, it's certainly quite reassuring for the LGBT plus community that we, we do have that support. And the fact that they are hoping, hope fingers crossed, soon to get a date to 
um, start taking action on this is obviously I'm very, very, it's very, very good news. Speaking of support, what's the LGBT plus committee, the SDC LGBT plus committee stance on it? Our stance on it is is one, obviously, we fully support the, the reforms 100%. It needs to be looked at not in a consultative way. It needs to be uh, debated within Holyrood and for the, the reforms to be pushed through. It's been too long. They've, they've got to take, they've, they've got to do it now. It's not. It's so unfair on the trans community and as a committee, obviously, we're 100% behind them in support. I was uh, speaking to a member of the trans community who said to me the best thing that you can do in this situation with the... Obviously, with the contention that's going on is just keep positive and just really positive stories and positive experiences. And I think that is a wonderful, wonderful piece of advice. And I think that's what we should all keep in mind that, you know, forget the negativity and anything else that's going on. Just ignore it. Just just keep on track. We've had the EHRC, the Equality and Human Rights Commission. There's a leaked report saying... Um, and it was guidance from the HRC saying that it shows plans to exclude trans people in Britain from single sex spaces unless they have gender recognition certificate. And I know that without going too deep into this kind of mode of thinking, how easy is it for us to kind of stay on track when we have the the main regulatory body for equality and human rights in the UK? coming out with things like this and and with transphobia on their eyes is there is there anything you want to comment on that i know that's a bit of a kind of composite question so (laughs) i would say that by the report that they issued and and subsequently any little bit of information that's leaked out since then in my opinion has shown possibly a wee bit of their true colours there and I feel that they've gone against everything that they're meant to stand for and disappointed, really, really disappointed in it because they are meant to be there for everybody across the board everybody is equal and that's not what they're doing they have to look at the the bigger picture and they've kind of honed in on the, this particular subject and as I said they've attached it to the to the GRE and they're hanging on with grim grim death with their fingernails really with it. I'll be nice and say it's a lack of understanding on their part. Obviously, I don't think it's just that, but that's not for me to to comment on. I'm I'm going to stick with it. It's a, it's a lack of understanding. Maybe there's more education required, but I think in order to get the education, we we also need the reforms in place. Because that in itself is an education. That's that's basically saying to people, well, no, it's 2022. It's about time that we caught up with where we should be with human rights. And um, somebody should maybe tell the EHRC that as well. It's interesting that you touched on education because the theme of LGBT plus History Month is Educate Out Prejudice. And there's a lot on Twitter about about the theme and on if you go through the hashtag there's a lot of conversations about it and it does feel like educating would be the best way to tackle some of this terrible behavior because by educating you're taking the high road that's it yeah that's all all we really can but it's not all we can do but it's certainly an important thing that we should be doing because again it, it remains hand in hand with positivity 
It's also a way of us being able to ensure that the correct information is being passed along. And I, and I think the root of an awful lot of this argument is down to, as I said, lack of education, but it's also a lack of accurate information especially um obviously <laughs> social media you know it's true what they say you know um why oh, it's true it was on facebook or you know it was on twitter or you know so it's taken a lot of it's taken for fact and anybody can retweet anything so i think it's about getting the appropriate information and educating people i think that's what we we need to do it's what we're we kind of try to do all along, but um, I think now more than ever, it's very important for trans rights. Certainly, that that's what we should be doing. Just lastly, Kirsty, what steps can people listening take to support our trans and LGBTQ plus siblings, particularly with around the proposed changes to the GRA? access to the right information speak to the right people don't just take what you what is read that somebody's written as fact or, or an opinion that somebody has make sure ensure that you're actually getting the accurate information also there's lots of trans people out there that you know you sit and have a conversation not ask any two personal questions but you know if, if somebody's quite happy to sit and chat away to you then you know that that's the type of people that you should be speaking to I'm married to a non-binary person and it's about including non-binary people as well in this. Uh, I think that's what we need to, we need to look at the, certainly the bigger, the bigger picture there. But yeah, conversation, I think communication, education are the big things and support comes in many ways. It isn't just about legislation and activism uh, sometimes it's just about saying are you all right do you know how are you doing you know i hear all, i hear all this is going on in, in parliament and all these arguments and you know how how are you through all this because sometimes it's just about being human and actually having that human um interaction and obviously positivity i think we have to remain positive if you get something negative to say just don't say it it's as simple as that so if, if, if anything, the points that I would really like put across is to say positive, education, ed, obviously education, um, the fact that you need to source your information accurately, support in any way you can. And obviously we're all about inclusion. You know, exclusion is a bad thing. It's just, um, not something that we subscribe to. Everybody should be included and just hope the government get this the state sorted and and we can we can move on. Thank you for sharing your thoughts, Kirsty. I'm sure a lot of listeners have learned something today and it's great to shed light on such an important topic. Now we will hear from Rosa, who works in theatre and is a member of Unite. In this clip, Rosa explains that whilst her industry is very inclusive and supportive of trans rights, everyone must come together to make sure that trans people feel comfortable and safe in who they are. Hi, I'm Rosa and I'm a 24-year-old playwright and a Unite member. In my industry, leaps and bounds are being made in supporting and championing trans and non-binary artists, with the culture continually evolving to be more knowledgeable and inclusive. 
Unfortunately, unless this progression is backed up by proper equal legislation, it means very little to the marginalised trans community that are directly affected. Right now, our trans siblings need to go through an extremely long and laborious process to get a gender recognition certificate. And really all the reforms want is to make this process easier for trans people, preventing them from experiencing the exhausting and emotionally taxing process of having to evidence their affirmed gender. Unfortunately, this progress is being targeted, protested and criticised by certain groups, and we must come together to support trans and non-binary people so they can feel comfortable and safe in who they are. That was Rosa from Unite. We thought that it was important to hear from the STUC Women's Committee on this topic and caught up with Fiona Steele, who's the chair. Fiona made it clear that the STC Women's Committee is fully behind their LGBT plus colleagues and they will continue to campaign and work with employers to make Scottish workplaces trans-inclusive. I'm Fiona Steele from Ages the Union and currently chair of the STUC Women's Committee. I welcome this opportunity to say that the Women's Committee stands with all our LGBT plus colleagues in support of the reforms to the Gender Recognition Act in Scotland. We know that trans people face an unacceptable discrimination, harassment and abuse in their daily lives, including in their workplaces. The Women's Committee has a proud history of challenging all forms of discrimination and harassment and we will continue to campaign and work with employers to make Scottish workplaces trans-inclusive, ensuring that the rights of our trans colleagues are promoted and protected across Scotland. That was Fiona Steele from the STUC Women's Committee. Join us next time where we will be celebrating International Women's Day. This is sadly Ewan's last time with us as he's moving on from the STUC. We're going to miss you, Ewan. I know, I'm very sad to be to be leaving the STUC, but I'll, I'll still be active in the movement, so I'll, I'll no doubt um, see, see you all. But yeah, no, very sad to be no longer doing the podcast. Yeah, we're going to miss you, but hopefully the quality of the podcast will remain the same. Okay, well, thanks for a lovely episode. Bye. Thanks for listening. This episode was hosted by Karina Liptrot and Ewan McLaren. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at our username at ScottishTUC.